2: plushcare.com slash weight loss
3: Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network.
2: Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Ducho. Hey Tom, How Goods Footy?
0: Oh,
3: Sean, uh, I don't know. It's a bit hard to hear uh, where I am. There's a bit of a draft in my room because all my windows are fucking open.
2: Oh, the arrogance is out already.
3: <laughs> and, Fuck. and so it
2: should be.
1: Footy's good, oh. boys. <laughs> oh, the window's wide it's been, open. It's been sleeping. Yeah, for um, the remainder of the episode, you'll be major, Tom. Fucking out in space. <laughs> propelled by your own cum. <laughs> oh.
3: Tom, the window hasn't been this open since 2011. It's huge. The fact that that we're playing the way we're playing, and we've had wins against sides that are up in that top area, and have been like close to, you know, we nearly beat West Coast. Like it's it's exciting, and the fact that there's a fat man in Geelong who's just been munching on Subway subs, who's ready to come back to the <laughs> to footy. It's oh, it's it's
1: good. It's really good. Charged up on this dad energies too.
3: Oh yeah, big dad
2: energies. Lockdown didn't hurt him at all because he's probably got a church in his house.
1: Fuck, an altar. Yeah,
3: probably. He might be an ordained minister, just secretly. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. He's doing his own sermons on himself. Coming back Fuck. for a Smith. Nah, look, footy's great this week for me, boys, but not so much for either of... Well, Sean, footy's mixed for you, and do the less said about it, the better, I suppose. Oh, yeah. no, no, Tom, let's not, yeah.
2: uh, let's not go there. A win is a win. Never be hey. unhappy about a win. Exactly. Except You take the four points. Except I'm a, I'm a we, bit unhappy. We've been
3: angry about a win before. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit
2: angry (laughs) But as we'll get into later, I found a new method to sort of curb my anger So um, (laughs) so maybe maybe the
3: future's looking bright (laughs) Joel, can I just ask you something? Yes How much does it hurt that between recordings, you lost twice?
1: Yeah, hey, we didn't lose twice, we just didn't win twice That's right, sorry
3: you played in the most m- munted game in history.
1: Yeah, I take the four points when I can get them. I also take the two points when they're coming from behind. Absolutely. Yeah, so footy's kind of dog shit. Uh, it was exciting dog shit, and now it's just dog shit, dog shit. Uh, but thankfully, I... Um, and we'll get into this a little later, I and when we actually start the round. But thankfully, I had my good friend Sean to guide guide <laughs> me into a new way of watching football. <laughs> And um, it really helped in the Essendon versus St Kilda game. I tell you what, I was feeling all right despite my the fact my team looked like a fucking corpse. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you've you've created something incredible, Sean.
2: I don't think it's doom and gloom at Essendon, as um as the Damien Barretts of the world are professing today. We had a chat about this today just amongst ourselves, and I just think that uh, there's a few little tweaks here and there, and basically getting back. A ton of players who are injured, and Essendon's fine. They're nowhere near a basket case like
3: uh, like an Adelaide or or uh, even North. The, the injuries, exactly. The injuries for Essendon are all in the same part of the ground, which is their forward line. Yeah, like they're winning. Their, their back line's good. They're winning the ball through the middle. You don't have a key forward at the moment, or a half forward. You've got you've got no one.
1: Well, it was really highlighted in the St Kilda game, but Essendon. Cannot take a mark in their forward 50 to save their lives. Like, if they've got, if they're playing a team that has any tall defenders, they're fucked.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. it's the same. Imagine Port Adelaide with no Charlie Dixon, like they were on the weekend.
3: Oh, I was going to say, I saw that on Friday night, Sean. Don't need to imagine very hard. When
2: we played them. In their four games, they've lost, what, three
3: games this year, and Charlie's been house in all three of them. Uh, yes. I think I think so, the stat is in the three losses he's kicked combined, he's kicked one goal, and that yep. was in the
1: Saints' loss. Yep. So, Sean, as much as I'd like to be as positive as you about Essendon, uh, have you seen our upcoming fixture and what teams we have left?
2: Yeah, but, Joel, I mean, yes, but everyone's banging on about <laughs> what a what a basket case and a debacle it is at Essendon. But, like, I mean, I would probably just focus on next year. Having said that, yeah. are you getting anyone back? In the next couple of weeks, because like literally, if you win, if you were to win, if you'd won one more game, right now you're in the final. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And you've got one game
1: up your sleeve, because like, you missed the game yeah. earlier in the year. Yes. Um, so we don't have a buyer for the rest of the season.
3: The, the teams ahead of you are inconsistent as fuck. You've got Bulldogs, Collingwood, and the Giants, and Melbourne, who are all like yeah. flaky
1: as. So mm. you're yeah. not like, you could sneak into eighth. But Essendon's next games to round out the season are Richmond, Hawthorne, Eagles, Geelong, Port Adelaide, Melbourne.
2: It's tough. Like you wouldn't you're not gonna start favourite in any game. No. The Hawthorne one maybe.
1: Oh, actually, yeah, Hawthorne. Oh, It'll sorry, Hawthorne. I didn't hear Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah.
2: But even that, even <laughs> that, like that's 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 close
3: to a
1: 50-50. A danger game. Yeah. H-
3: have you seen when you have Geelong?
1: Uh, we have Geelong round 14. No, 15. Round 15.
3: Do you know what, Geelong have in round 14, Joel?
1: A bye? Uh, yep. <sighs> Sorry, we play you round 16. Your bye is in round 15. So, yeah. Fuck. That's right. Isn't that the... Didn't we beat you last time straight out of a bye?
3: Everyone's beaten us straight out of a bye, Joel.
1: <laughs> also, Joel, correct mm-hmm.
2: me if I'm wrong, but this year you lost by under a goal to Carlton. Is that right?
1: Yeah, we lost to Carlton. Um, Townsend had a kick... On the siren, and it got touched on the line. Uh, I still have nightmares about that. Um, we that's lost right. to. So, yeah.
2: So, there's with that tight one. There's mm. the GWS one, which, you know, you, you should have won, really. Yeah. You really shit the bet on that one. Um, and then, you know, you could have beaten Gold Coast. So, that's another two and a yeah. half wins onto your tally at the moment. And if you yeah. did that, you'd be like fifth or sixth on the ladder. Like, I don't know. It's, it's that tight. People are talking about Essendon as if they're like- North Melbourne. Just a rung above Adelaide. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, As if they're North Melbourne, but it's not the same.
1: No. I think the thing with Essendon is that that 2015 rebuild was like not- The drug saga stuff with Essendon was both a rebuild, but also not really because we recruited a lot of mature age players as well, which you wouldn't do. Like, you wouldn't be recruiting mature age players that are not a- like A grade players in a rebuild, which is what we were kind of forced to do. So I think people in there have it in their heads that Essendon have done a rebuild, but not we haven't really.
2: How many years of draft sanctions did you have? Was it one year or two years? I think it was one, but that hurts. Like that's kind of like there was that yeah. year right where Brisbane lost five players, which was yeah. essentially all the people, all all the good players that they'd recruited yeah. from like two drafts. So it's like losing two years of your drafting. So Essendon yeah. yeah. copped that as well. That's why they topped up with, you know, your Sards and your Smiths and your Stringers and those guys.
1: Mm. But yeah, if you listen to people like Damian Barrett, we should trade all of those players and start again. God, he's a fuckhead.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I Um, want him off my team's bandwagon so fucking bad. He's climbing all over us and I hate it. (laughs) He's Catman too at
1: the moment. It's
3: bullshit. So he's all like, oh, Geelong are great. They've done really clever in how they've managed their list and kept it all together. Nah, fuck off. At the start of the year, you were all over us about Jack Stephen and how Gary Ablett was no good. Fuck off, Barrett. And Stop talking like Josh Jenkins is going to come in and save the day. And he probably
2: said the window was closed.
3: <laughs> he probably did. Not like my good friends Sean and Joel. They'd never say that. No. I was just going to say, it's admirable that on this show we've always
2: believed in an open window, and now yeah. our faith has been repaid.
3: Yeah, at any given point, we have a, you know, what's, oh, hang on, what's a, a third of this show believes in Geelong? At least, <laughs> minimum.
2: Yeah. So we've never given up, unlike no. Barrett. Yeah, that's yeah, correct.
1: 100%
3: of Barrett's given up.
1: Um, I don't know what Barrett's role is. Like, presumably, presumably his article's meant to have a certain angle. Like, they're meant to make you angry or feel something. Because he, um, after the GWS loss- And the general media was doing this a little bit too, like, after the GWS and then Gold Coast game, people were being like, oh, Essendon, even though they're not winning, they're playing a lot better. And then all of a sudden we lose to St. Kilda, who are third on the ladder, by 30, look, 35 points, and it was like way worse for a little bit, but the end score was 35 points. Then all of a sudden we're a basket case and should be relegated and should trade Tipper and Smith because we've got an identity crisis and we should fucking... Stop the succession coaching and fucking fire washer. Oh, it doesn't make the, any the, sense. The
3: whole thing, the whole thing is ridiculous. Considering that, yeah, you lost to a team in the top. So you're not in the top four. You're sort of in that you know seventh to thirteenth bracket, right? Yeah. You you lost to St Kilda by about four or five goals. Meanwhile, yeah. top of the table, at Port Adelaide lost by ten goals. <laughs> Top four, St. Kilda, also lost by 10 goals to Geelong. And no one's talking about how those teams need to fire every single person involved. I think it's just easy to bag Essendon. It's in vogue to bag Essendon.
2: But it's funny, too, because just the the reaction I saw on Twitter from a lot of Essendon supporters, they're all disgusted, too. It's that kind of thing of, you know, the classic supporter, like, ah, I want to throw I want to, you know, I want to give away my membership. I'm sick of it. Blah, blah, blah. It's disgraceful. Yeah. But it's like there's been way worse games by footy clubs. Like, yeah, yeah. Essendon got smashed in the first half, but then they broke even for the rest of the game. They came out in the third quarter and actually had a crack and looked like, yeah, I, I had a sneaky little, yeah, it looked like they were going to come back. Maybe it's on, yeah. And then you know what I mean? Well, I've seen games where teams don't like Adelaide haven't shown up for hardly any game this year. I just yeah. don't, like there's a real anti-Essendon I bias think in a lot of sections of the media.
1: I think what's happened with Essendon is so. Look, a lot of supporters stood by them during the drug saga stuff, but that definitely, I think, fucked every single supporter up. So it's just a very accident thing now where we don't have- we're not up and down anymore. It's just like we either start or end a year strong and then fall apart for the rest of the year. So that we end up bet- anywhere between like 8th and 12th, say. And then if we do make finals, we get absolutely smashed. But then the next year is exactly the same. Yeah. Where I think I- that- If we were just to come out next year and fuck, I would hate, like, it would be a dog shit thing to watch. But if Essendon come out next year and are just horse shit, like finish like 15th or something, then we'd get like, we'd be like, oh, okay, we're rebuilding. But because we're like not anywhere near that bad, it's just kind of like nothing changes.
2: Yep. I I hear it. There's always a brief moment in every season where Essendon look like they're They're a real smoky chance for the flag. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Every year, injuries—it's normally injuries derail it. Yeah, and so maybe it's a matter of getting the high-performance team off the field to fix up the injuries. That's that's maybe all it is, and then probably yeah. recruiting some players for the forward line. I think.
3: Well, here's the thing, right? So here's some teams in a similar boat to Essendon, right, and who who people aren't like freaking out about. So you've got so Essendon, are, you know, thereabouts, they can be good, they can be ordinary, they've also been decimated by injuries. They've got a new coach who's about to take over next year who's doing a succession plan at the moment, which from all accounts is going really well and isn't the absolute fucking clusterfuck that happened at Collingwood. And then compare them to, say, Hawthorne, who are also being hit with some injuries, but have a coach who's there and he's there for another year and he has a reluctance to play youth and they've sort of aggressively targeted high-profile players, similar to Essendon, Mm. and they're in a similar spot, but they... Hawthorne, for me, don't seem to have the upside that I think Essendon can have, just because a new coach can turn things around. You've had growth from guys like McGrath and Parrish who have hit that next level. Yeah. Jake Stringer Ridley. looked ready to explode before he hurt himself. Ridley is... If Essendon were doing better, Ridley would be in conversation to be playing um, in the... Austra- like, being picked in the All-Australian back line.
1: Yeah. There is still players that probably aren't going anywhere for the next couple of years, and if they get any better, are going to be fucking crazy. Ridley... Saad, um, Parrish, fucking even, like, um, someone that he'll never be, like, a key a key player for Essendon, but someone that is, like, becoming a bit handy is, like, James Stewart. Because one thing that our forward line has absolutely fuck all of is depth. Like, if our key forwards get injured, there's no one that can, like, come in and kick a couple of hands. You know, we're missing, like, I don't know, let's say a Mitch Brown type. Yeah. James Stewart, like, in the last- uh, not so much against St Kilda, but against Gold Coast, like he kicked three goals. Hmm.
3: Yeah, and he's he's been fucked by injuries. You need a Dixon,
2: yeah. to be honest. Yeah, or a, or a Max King. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just someone oh. who you can actually kick it to and trust to make a contest.
3: How fucked was that blind turn from King? Though no disrespect to you, Essendon, for a guy that big no, no, to be no, able to Essendon. do that is cooked. Both the kings are so quick for dudes who are over two hundred centimeters tall. It is fucked.
1: Um, But yeah, like our injuries at the moment are fucked, and we've got that a lot. But yeah, like no stringer, no Aratiu, no Hooker, no Danaher. Bell Chambers is like not broken down, but is like he's not a man that can play fucking four games of footy in twenty days. Ben Brown to
3: the Bombers. Ben Brown to the bombers. That's that's the solution. It means Draper can then be the number one ruckman and Ben Brown can just rotate rucking forward. He needs a fresh start. You know what he wants? He wants Saad uh, kicking it down his throat from sixty five. I think Benny Brown suits the
2: bombers. I reckon he doesn't he does take too. the pack marks. He loves to get out on the lead and Essendon, if they play quick like they normally do, can yeah. get him on the lead. Um and if if he doesn't mark it, then you got Stringer, Tipper at his feet. It's exciting can change like that. (laughs) Premierships.
1: (laughs) Fuck. Maybe next year will be a fucking danger for the top four. You know, like every fucking year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I would love to come out and just like, we're getting to the point of the year where it's, look, it's going to be hard to be an Ashton supporter, I feel, but we are getting players back. Um and also fuck Barrett for saying that we rely too many on too much on players that have been playing for us for ten years and then to list five players four four of whom did not play against Saint Kilda. <laughs> he, yeah, and look, did he look
2: at the Joel, fucking
3: team? <laughs> like, nah, he wouldn't have. He's a spiteful dickhead. Well, yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing. I have I've worked out why he's going hard after Essendon. Why? Tim Watson? Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Tim that's Watson a good point. called him a, a a big grub and. What did he call him? Oh, I can't remember the phrase he used. Of course he's having a crack at Essendon because he holds grudges. It's the voice of he's treason. A, Tom, he's the voice, the voice of, of voice treason. Voice of treason. There you go. He's a, he's a little, like, he's he's the, the thin-skinned little wanker that he is. He's absolutely had a crack at Essendon because Tim Watson's had a dig at him. There are teams doing way worse that I've just looked... Basically, at the games last week and the ladder positions. You've got someone like the Giants who played in a grand final last year and who are expected to do so again this year who didn't turn up against Sydney and are two points ahead of Essendon and yet Essendon's the basket case. GWS yeah. are fucked. <laughs> they, they've got everyone and they didn't fucking turn up. They're missing Toby Green. Toby Green is one player. They had everyone else there. Canelio, the captain, called him hopeless at half time. And then there's have you seen that footage of him just letting Parker walk past him yeah. and kick a goal?
2: Like, yep. oh, yeah, shit. He's, I think he's a shit captain. I think the Giants are cooked and I think they should have listened to me last year when I said, don't re sign Leon Cameron. But they've already done it. They're idiots. I cannot believe they've re signed yeah. him. They, oh, man, they should have thrown an open checkbook at Alistair Clarkson. For next year, imagine Clarko with that list. He doesn't have to buy oh. the new kids. They're all bloody twenty-five plus. They're all ready. Fucking hell, Leon Cameron. His game plan is absolutely fucked.
1: It's so weird the way that certain clubs treat their coaches versus other clubs. Like the fact that Collingwood are a chance of not making the eight, so they're not re-signing Nathan Buckley, who is not the problem at at Collingwood. Uh, if you want to look at the culture issue, look a little higher than uh, Nathan, I reckon. Old mate Nath, not doing the club any favours, but also he's not the get issue. Get rid of him. Yeah, no, look, get rid of him. Nothing makes me happier than the idea of the idea of Nathan Buckley sitting at home with no job. But <laughs> like, that's not going to fix anything. And he's
2: still there. They won't sack him. If, if they miss finals this year, he'll still get a contract. A lot of people are going to get a pass for this year. I think Collingwood were more like, nah, we love him. It's just kind of like, it's just such a weird season. We just want to get through it and then we'll settle everything. I can't imagine Fair they enough. would get rid of him, unless, unless they get smashed like- by 100 points in the last five games.
3: Yeah, he got into a grand final two years ago, and they were a kick away from getting into a grand final last year. Like, calm the fuck down.
1: Uh, Tom, I don't know if you remember, but they were a kick away from winning a grand final two years ago. Ooh. Kick on the left. <laughs> but also, maybe, maybe you don't want a coach there that uh blows a five-goal lead in a grand final.
3: And who decides to break quarantine laws by playing tennis with Alicia Mollick. Yeah, cool, sick.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. actually, can, um, I,
3: can I get angry about this? Because this, we've, we've kind of skirted Tom, around
1: games this week. Yes, Tom, you can, you can get angry. You don't need our permission to blow your lid.
3: Because I want to get angry about this, and then this will dovetail nicely into the other first game of the round besides the draw. Um, so do we not find it staggering that a young first year player at the swans is suspended for the remainder of the season uh, for the season which is about 6 yep. 6 weeks 7 um is being very heavily and look rightly so the, he fucked up like he, what he's done is yep. is wrong he shouldn't have done it absolutely however I'm pretty sure I thought the penalty for when you breached COVID was four weeks off and your president going on the news the next day and saying that they respect you and you did the right decision and you should have fought it harder. (laughs) I'm of the opinion that maybe, maybe the AFL have – Gone a bit soft on, say, a big name player for a big name club with a big name president and have gone very hard at a club that they love to beat up a bit in the Sydney Swans, who, if we remember, guys, uh, did have a trade ban for no fucking reason for several years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. This is, it's fucked. It's fucked. Like the kid did the wrong
3: thing, absolutely. But why is still Cybottom get four weeks off and, uh, oh, he just got a bit, he got a bit drunk. He did exactly the same thing. He breached the COVID restrictions, and yeah. he's allowed to play. Fuck, Collingwood have got a player on their list who's charged with sexual fucking assault who's allowed to play. The only reason he's not playing now is because he's got a broken hand. Tom,
1: I would oh. say that uh, the Steel side bottom thing, only getting four weeks, is also interesting because I reckon that... Uh, yeah, Elijah Taylor. I reckon you could probably could have drug tested him, and he would have been sweet. I can't comment on other situations. <laughs>
3: the only thing, look, the only thing that Elijah Taylor's drug test would have tested was tested positive for maybe being a bit too horny. That's what's happened here. Yeah, he's got he snuck yeah. his girlfriend into the hub. That's what's happened. He was lonely. He was yeah. missing his girlfriend. All right, don't do it. It's bad. However, yeah. still side bottom walked out the wrong door with no pants on. <laughs> Boys, forgot we've all was. been very drunk before. Um. Mm. I have never gotten so drunk that when I woke up to go to the toilet, I ended up outside. <laughs> You're not drinking. I'm complaining the right that stuff, you were cold, Tom. Tom. Well, see, Tom. I've also like. D- <laughs> have you tried Hi, drinking through your nose? No, I've <laughs> never tried drinking through mine. Ah, oh, that's that's it. He probably got all the bubbles from the beer that's into his brain truth. hole. Yeah.
1: Remember yes, Eddie came out beer. and said that he just had a drink that he wasn't used to. So Scotch. Maybe you just gotta yes. try a new drink. Oh yeah. Those
3: weird that weird drink scotch that no one has ever had.
1: Yeah. It's powerful. Fucking hell. Fuck.
3: Oh. Wanna talk some footy?
1: Yeah. So the Game that we missed last week that was about to happen that isn't part of round twelve uh, was the Essendon and Gold Coast Suns clash. Boys, it was a
3: fucking draw. It completed the collect. Did you see this stat? So now there has been a draw in an AFL match on every day of the week. Um, and mm-hmm. this year we got the Wednesday and the Thursday, I believe. Um, yes, being correct. the historic the Collingwood game and the mm. historic huge. Tell you what I look. Sh- do This is gonna hurt a little bit. Tell you what I did like, and a lot of people gave him a lot of slack for it. For it, fucking love Isaac, being like, "No, nah, I'm gonna fucking have a crack. I'm gonna have a ping. Absolutely.
1: Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? No, no, no. He's, he didn't have issue. A, he didn't have a ping. Tom, the issue was the other the other way. Did you see it? He, he should have had it. a ping, and he didn't. No, no. I think he no. Nah,
3: he tried to set it up. No, I reckon he shanked it. There is no way a kid like Isaac Rankin goes to the top of the square. He turned his back on the square. He was always going for the goal, and I think he overdid it. I reckon he's absolutely cooked it because it faded late. He was milking the time off the clock.
2: Yeah, it faded because he didn't execute the kick properly. He was a little bit too far (laughs) out. He wasn't having a shot.
3: Uh, I reckon he was. In my heart of hearts, well... He's the closest I've gotten out of the Wiz playing in AFL footy, okay? The Wiz was always (laughs) having a shot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, the final score was 11 goals, 7 to 11 goals, 7. It was a draw. Uh, Gold Coast were in front for, you know, about 80 out of the total 90 minutes of the game. Essendon got in front with, like, Three minutes to go, which was an eternity, and uh, yeah, <laughs> conceded a goal, and then it was just fucked. <laughs>
3: the The best thing about the the Essendon game is a man basically ended his season to get you into a winning position.
1: Oh. David Zaharakis exploded his quad kicking his second goal in the third quarter, third for the game. (laughs) Kicked the goal and then just put his hand up and was like, I have fucked myself here.
2: It was a good kick in everything for the club.
1: But Barrett thinks we shouldn't put any faith in David Zaharakis. Fuck off, Barrett. Mm. There was a few moments that were like, even though we didn't win and then obviously against St. Kilda we got smashed. But there was a few moments in this game where I was like, oh no, Eston players still care. Uh McGrath, at the end of the game, put his entire life on the line to smother a kick. Like, sure, Isaac Rankin didn't make the distance or whatever, or set up a shot that he should have just had a ping. But there was a moment directly after that where a Gold Coast player tried to step around and just have a shot at the goals. And, yeah, Brandon Ellis. Um, yeah, McGrath jumped on it like it was a fucking live grenade. He saved the game. Real Captain America shit. It huge smother. Yeah, it was fucking enormous. <laughs> yeah. There was a few moments in this game that also just, like, changed my life. Uh Battle Chambers kicked a goal, and it was the happiest I think I've ever seen a veteran player look <laughs> to kick a goal ever. He got the guns out. He was then laughing about it in the fucking next tap out. Like, it went back to the middle, and he was still fucking all smiles. And then he looked like he was going to kill himself just <laughs> in that rock competition just because he was so excited about footy. <laughs> um... Yeah, look, a win would have been good and we could have probably won it in the end. But yeah, fuck. Both teams looked dangerous in it. It wasn't like a shit game.
3: Look, can we just address the fact that why is this result a surprise? It's the OG cardiac kids going up against the cardiac cunts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, there was a lot of fucking heart attacks. Yeah, look, two points is better than no points.
3: Hey, you know what's better than you know what's better than <laughs> no points? You, man. But Joel, hear me out. Because even when the yeah. game that you lost against the Saints, you yeah. still kicked goals off your own bat and not the only three goals of the game you kicked uh, being from contentious <laughs> free kicks that shouldn't have been paid unlike the team mm. that played after the draw on Thursday night in uh, Sydney and the Giants who kicked three goals, seven. All three came from free kicks that should not have been paid.
2: Yeah, it's disgusting.
3: They've actually what the destroyed fuck? the
2: only chance I have this year, probably, of getting a bonus tip in the uh, in the tipping. I'm really
3: <laughs> and the Saints Funky killed them. Giants. Like the Saints, the Saints, the Swans killed them. Like a young Swans team who've getting been getting smashed every week came out and went. Yeah, we're not going to fucking cop it from this basically full strength Giants side. They can fuck off. Who are the Giants missing? Tom uh, Toby Green
2: and Phil Davis, I think.
3: Here's who they had, right? I'm just going to go through the list of players who played. So, obviously, in this game, uh, the Swans won (laughs) Um, pretty comfortably. But so I'm looking at So they had Kelly. They had Cornelio. They had Williams. They had Whitfield. They had Taranto, Daniels. uh, They had Finlayson. They had Hopper. They had Callan Ward. uh, They had Heath Shaw, Haynes, Himmelberg, and Jeremy Cameron.
1: Further good news about this game, Tom Papley. Zero goals, three. Oh. Suck shit, idiot. <laughs> Best
3: result for everyone. <laughs> i tell you what. Do you know who I love for the, the Swans? And we've talked about him before and you've forgiven him, Joel. Dane mm. Rampy. Is there a player that mm. wants to die for his team harder than Dane Rampey? The man's a maniac. Mitch Robinson. He's just a maniac.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to understand the goalpost climbing now. Um, and I'm just so glad sense. that it wasn't Papley and... 'Cause if Papley had to climb that goalpost, <laughs> he'd be dead. You would have killed um, him. Yeah. <laughs> I would have. I've got I've
2: got another It'd thing be, that I learned uh, watching this game. Recording this from jail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably get better uh, internet in jail. Probably. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um The other thing I learned from this game, boys, is I don't know if you've ever seen it. So, Blakey came back in Mm. after being dropped for performing pretty poorly at full forward. They brought him back in. They played him on the wing because apparently he's pretty quick. Yep. Now, his nickname is Lizard, and I never understood it. And then I saw him run, and I'm like, oh, fuck. That's why they call him Lizard, because he runs with his whole fucking body. (laughs) I thought he was going to pull a muscle in his neck. He runs like his shoulders are connected to his earlobes. It is the worst running style I've ever seen, and I love it a lot.
1: That's huge. Yeah, there's not a lot else to say. Swans, their younger players looking good, which is good news for next year. Although we did say that last year, so maybe they'll also be shit in 2021. Who's to say?
3: A lot of injuries too, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Body hasn't played this year at all, has he? I don't think he will. Nah, yeah, I don't think he would. That ten-year well, would contract you? or whatever is starting to look a little bit more shit. Hey,
3: well, look, yeah, and no, they got to the two grand finals, and he played well in both of them. The rest of the team just didn't go with him.
2: Didn't win though, did they?
1: Yeah, not correct. Win. No, yeah. So how many how Bad many blokes. so how many flags does he have with Hawthorne? Two. And how many flags does he have with Sydney? Zero. Yeah. Hmm. But he's the X factor that'll get him some flags, so that's all right. Friday night. Oh, what happened?
3: Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you saw, but there was a fucking murder on the Gold Coast. Mm. This was fucking good, boys. Uh, I was hoping for a win, and in my head, I'm like, if we're on, it'll be I reckon a two or three goal win here. I got ten goal win. I got a ten goal win. Charlie Dixon no goals. Tom Hawkins fucking six goals. Fuck, we looked good. Gary Rowan three. Gary Rowan just a cheek popped up for three just in the last quarter. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Gas, <laughs> that's uh, I think that's seven <laughs> goals in it, two weeks. Oh, yeah, fucking man, um, on fire. We looked good, boys. We looked good from the outset, and uh, we kept them. We kept the Port Adelaide in from like the second quarter by just not kicking straight, and then yeah, we kept them out from halftime by just murdering them. Um, Killed them all over the ground It was fucking good to watch
1: Halftime scores were 4 goals 3 Geelong to 1 goal 6 Port Adelaide And that point you're like Well Port could just kick straight And then all of a sudden this is a contest again But then the final scores Tom Was 14 goals 7 to 4 goals 7 And then all of a sudden you realise That maybe Port Adelaide are just shit <laughs> That's right Top of the table they're shit I'm saying it uh, uh, shit. They're shit I don't shit respect
3: them They're the shittest first place team ever Boys, I don't know if you know this, but I think this is now three weeks in a row where... Oh, no, two two weeks in a row where Tom Hawkins has outscored, outgoaled the entire opposition. The entire
1: team. Yeah. It's great. It's big. It's really
3: fucking good. We've now kept St. Kilda and Port to four goals in consecutive weeks.
1: Would have been good if uh, St. Kilda were kept to four goals again this week, but that's fine. Yeah, sorry. Don't get everything you wish for. Yeah, it's almost like a team flogged them the week before, so they were charged up this week.
3: How did your brother, the Port Adelaide supporter, take this? Um, look, he, we watched it as a family, so we Zoom called watching the footy, which I highly recommend doing because it means you can talk amongst yourselves and you don't really have to listen to the Channel 7 commentary, which was horrendous. Um, just Bruce getting players' names wrong, which is weird for Bruce to do and hurts a bit to hear. Um, but look, he, uh, he didn't take it well And the uh, mood was I was up and about But my parents were being good parents And were a little bit more mm. subdued But i tell you fucking what I could see the glimmer in Terence's eyes he was, he was pretty happy <laughs>
2: <laughs> You could just see the tears in Jacob's eyes
3: <laughs> He, at one point, he just Like, over the course of the fourth quarter So this is the other great thing The last quarter We were all over them at three-quarter time We could have We kicked mm. the first couple of goals Could have just put the cue in the rack and rested no, no, we put the foot down for the kill. We kicked, yeah. I think, seven goals straight to one goal. Yeah. And, and that was from a free kick and a 50-meter penalty. Yeah. Two of their four goals were from 50-meter penalties. <laughs>
1: Tom. Uh, yes. Speaking about Jacob's well-being, uh, just got a bit of a Jacob report. Friday <laughs> night at 7.26 p.m., uh, my Instagram inbox lit up uh, with this message. I'm sure you boys are with me. Port have lost 14 of the last 16 games against Cats since the grand final in 2007. I have dealt with that smug, annually overly optimistic cunt for 26 years. (laughs) Surely, we all want to see Port steamroll the Cats by 37 points. Then, second message. Actually, fuck the dog. 67 points. Well. And I said, Jacob... Don't worry, I'm standing firmly by your side. Hashtag, I stand with the snake, man. Uh, I had tipped Port Adelaide uh, and didn't change my tip and paid the price. I'm now third in the footy tipping. That's
3: what you get for being a dog, Joel. I, on
2: the other hand, had tipped Geelong. And I actually opened up a, a message with Jacob <laughs> as well. And I said, hashtag, this was at one minute past nine o'clock on Friday night. So I think... Oh, 10 minutes into the game, wasn't it? Oh, no, an hour and 10. Probably about half time, this was. Yeah. Half time. Hashtag, I stand against the snake man. Up the cats, fuck Kenny. And then your brother (laughs) got back to me nearly 24 hours later. (laughs) And he just said, fuck, this is pretty dull. (laughs) So he was hurting. Then he said, Chris, he said, Chris Scott is the biggest TC on earth, epitomizes the TC life. Example, traveling to South Australia to poach Boke. That's not a bad um, TC comment. I get that. However,
3: it didn't work. And then we still beat your team by 10 fucking goals. So uh, what are you doing now? It was great. It was great to watch. (laughs) Yeah, Tom Hawkins is in the form of his life is now leading. Here's the best thing about Hawkins again. So he's leading the Coleman. And he's again leading the goal assists. So he, he kicked 6-2. He could have had 15. He was giving them off, shepherding for other blokes, helping people out. Oh, this was one of the best performances I've seen us put together. This three-week burst against North St Kilda and now Port, we've looked really dangerous. And if we had had a Ruckman against West Coast, who knows? This is We're playing good. Um, We got young kids who are playing well. Don't peak too early. Players to come back in like Dalhouse and Ablett and Steven and it's good it's all good. This is I'm excited. I feel excited. I was really worried about this game. But fuck yeah. Let's go.
1: I got a message from Jacob that just said, Guess I'll die. <laughs> 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 uh, look, he's he was pretty flat. See that you do.
3: The the thing was though, he was also trying to like, conjure this thing of being like, yeah, but, you know, like, we played really badly. Like, we were really off, and you were on, so that's why you won. And to that, I just want to say that they were really off. They were off because Geelong didn't let them play well. Our pressure around the ball was unreal. And, like, Mark O'Connor kept Robbie Gray just completely out of it. Harry Taylor drank a fuckload of milk and then just gave Charlie Big Dick Dixon a bath in it full cream with extra dollop too
1: fuck oh geez. he's going to have the strongest burns in the world <laughs> he already does yeah he does calcium king and
3: and dangerfield um he enjoyed those 2 weeks off in the forward line he came out in the middle and uh, was kicking beautifully from the midfield where normally he's uh, mm. can be a bit you know a bit loose it's good I feel, I feel good. Charged up his juicy calf muscles. Oh, yeah, they're massive. Too big <laughs> to wear
1: socks. Those socks
3: didn't stand a chance. <laughs> I'm just very excited. Just very fucking excited. You know what else is great? Fuck. Um, how, uh, Zach Toohey yep. is now the second. He overtook Ty Kennelly, um for the most games played by an Irish player with 198. So the only player that he is behind is, of course, the great Jim Steins. So good on you, Zach Toohey.
1: Wow. Good on him. Sean. job. Next game. Yes. Brisbane beat North Melbourne by a point. Uh, disgusting.
2: Didn't realise.
3: I thought
1: you <laughs> won by three
2: or four goals. <laughs> well, we probably should have won by a lot more. It's the, probably the flattest performance I've seen from Brisbane. Put it this way. If Brisbane played like that against any other team except for North or Adelaide, they wouldn't have won the game.
1: Yeah. North gave you a scare. Like, So you won by a point. It wasn't as exciting yeah. of a one-point win as that sounds. There was a goal after the siren by North Melbourne. So it was basically like a seven-point win, I guess. The goal did nothing except percentage. Um, I'll just yeah, but I'll yeah just no- say
2: that no- it was a weird game in the sense that all the headlines are oh, Brisbane survive, big scare, that sort of thing. I never really felt like we were going to lose the game at any point. Even, even when, when it was the end. Nah, even when he was lining up, I was just like, nah, I just think that Brisbane's too experienced. I'll just lock it down for the last few minutes. It never really felt I don't know, it's which is weird yeah. when you only win by one point, but I just didn't really feel like
1: they were actually going yeah. to pinch it. Well, yeah, apart from so Zohar took a mark, like a strong contested mark, like thirty metres out and shanked it. But I guess even if he did kick that, there's two minutes left. Yeah, they could have kicked another goal, but I think they probably would have just shit themselves. And Brisbane, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, Any standout play? Any moments at all that were good for Brisbane? Anything you want to talk about?
2: Can't think of any, to be honest. Oh, I mean, I tried a new thing, Yeah, I guess. Oh, yes. Um,
1: And it's it's caught on.
2: I don't want to shock the listeners, but... I didn't high five my wall during this game. Um, Fuck. Basically, the last few weeks I've been feeling like my anger is bubbling to the surface and threatening to kill me. Frankly, um, <laughs> so I decided to try a different approach yeah. with this game. I went to I went to my study and I I switched on the exercise bike and I decided to just pedal along and watch the game on my computer. Um. Because I thought that if I was distracted by exercise, I could keep my anger at bay. And I've got to be honest, it worked. Like (laughs) If I'd watched that in front of the TV, I would have been fucking screaming. I would have been smashing the coffee table. I would have been angrily high-fiving the wall. Not for goal celebrations, just to feel some pain. (laughs) Um, So I just got on the bike. And I thought I'll just ride for the first half. And then first half turned into the entire game, basically. Um, Yep. I can't remember remember how many Ks I did.
1: I think I told you guys. I I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I just rode the bike for the whole game. You said about 70 kilometers, which is fucking enormous. (laughs) I
2: think that was 70 for the day. I don't know if I did 70 during that game. That's still huge, Sean.
3: That is still riding a bike 70 kilometers across a day.
1: Sean, It
2: it helped, honestly. I didn't get angry. I mean, I got a little bit angry at one point. I think <laughs> Harris Andrews did something dumb, and I was just like, "You fucking idiot!" and lost it a little bit. But apart from that, I was a quiet house. I think my girlfriend probably appreciated me not being
3: as angry as normal. Yeah, she's, she's just going to wheel the bike out into the lounge room before every Brisbane game from now on. <laughs>
1: yeah, just to mm. fill our listeners in, you message us at halftime, angry. Like the simmering anger, not as in the explosive anger. Uh, and you'd yeah. ridden 25 kilometers and a half. So that's yeah, like yeah. 25 Ks in the space of like an hour 15.
2: Yeah, probably less. Probably because the-, the quarters are shorter. But um, uh, it's also fun too because you find when- a player's like a player gets on the burst and he's running into an open goal. Suddenly you look down at your speed and you just go so quick, <laughs> <laughs> just peddling so fast. The more exciting the um, game is, the quicker you go. Oh um, yes, it's, it's a good solution. I think I will definitely try it again. In fact, I may have already tried it again within the same round of football. I don't know if I will do it. I've looked ahead at Brisbane's schedule. I don't think I'll do it when we're playing Collingwood because I think I need to high five a wall during that game. But um, I would recommend it if you have got a bit of anger. Sean, Sean, actually, put the this, bike next to yeah. the wall. Oh man, I could do <laughs> that. Um, this actually because then you ride and then you
3: could bang. Yes,
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe I should do that. This reminds me of uh, a uni lecturer I had, who's a huge Melbourne supporter, and um, obviously Melbourne have been pretty shit house for you know the better part of a decade or probably more. And he said that he gets so angry at games. And the way that he shakes it off is that he always rides his bike to and from games. So he'll ride home for 40 minutes. And by the time he gets home, he's just kind of like worked out whatever anger he has. And then he could walk in the door and just be (laughs) fine. And so maybe bike riding is uh, the best way to take in football if you're an angry son of
1: a bitch.
3: (laughs) That checks out. That's pretty good. I love it. So much.
1: And also, you're going to have the most most powerful legs in the world. So if- uh (laughs) Brisbane ever call you up If they ever need someone to bomb it from 200 metres, you'll be right Grand final day, longest kick You'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) Not long enough (laughs) (laughs) Some cunt will be having a picnic On the other side of the Yarra, you'll kill them
2: (laughs) 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 And I'll get off Because I'll go to court And I'll just be like, well it's not humanly possible He couldn't have done it And I'll be like,
1: yeah, that's right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> a torp could not be of the- Kicked that long No one has ever bombed it that far before Yeah that's fucking right Your Honour
3: They get you know Some of the biggest kicks in the AFL And they get them in To test the theory And they can't kick it And you're not an AFL player You haven't played a game of AFL football As, a- as an adult in your life So there's no way You could have kicked it that far Sean
2: I'll be on the defence chair yeah. in court And the the chair will be An exercise bike chair And I'll just be peddling in court i will be like Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Unstoppable weapon.
3: <laughs> oh, world peace. And then <laughs> a it's a good- you, you do it again, but you, like, then later it's found out you get recruited and you, you can kick a footy 70 metres for you know Brisbane. You kick a guy after the Siren and they win, and they want to get you back in there, but double jeopardy means you can't be tried twice for the same crime.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, like, in all honesty, I'm curious to get back out when you know, some lockdowns end and try and kick it. I'd just like to be able to kick it 55. If I could kick it 55 on the run, I think that would be enough.
1: Fuck. Yeah. That's a big kick. Sean,
3: I got a uh, match replica footy for my birthday. So uh, you know where I live. Well, when mate, this lockdown ends, yeah. we're going to the park. You're going to kick some barrels. It'll be,
2: you, we'll have a kick to kick, Tom, but you'll do a lot of running because I'll make sure that we're 55 <laughs> meters apart. None of them will reach you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. I'll do it on the next one.
2: <laughs> oh, but imagine if I do.
1: Kano from 55. <laughs> oh, shit. Incredible. The next couple of games, there's not a lot to talk about, but a big results. So basically, Melbourne absolutely dismantled Collingwood, won by 56 points. Collingwood looked like dog shit.
3: Love to see. I think it's the third week in a row that Melbourne have scored over 100 points or more. Is that? Oh, no, yeah. not quite.
1: Which is um, scary because we haven't played them yet. We are meant to play them when they were shit and when we had a full side. But that's against three shit teams.
3: It's the third <laughs> game where they've kicked. No, no. Sean, they uh that's the premiership favourites they beat by fifty-six points this week.
1: No, mm. oh, yep. yeah. Fuck them. So weird. I didn't think you'd win a premiership when you uh, you know, lose by fifty six points to a middle of the table team, but hey. And do you know what it's highlighted? It's highlighted
3: an issue that, that they've had all year except for the one game they had to go in and you kick five goals. They do not have anyone in their forward line. They don't like they, they've got a mm. great defense and a good midfield, but they can't kick goals. Well, their scoring's been their problem uh, all year. Tom,
1: Tom. I don't know how good a defense is if it concedes 16 goals for uh seven goals in the second quarter. <laughs> yeah, their backline's struggling at the moment.
2: <laughs> their shit. The war's going really well. That's probably all to
1: say about it. Yep. Yep. Correct. Um, next game, Frio versus Carlton. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you want a big finish, this is the finish that like a one point game shoot like has the feel of. Carlton won by four points with an enormous kick after the siren.
3: A controversially enormous kick after the siren.
1: Yeah, I love how much Eddie Betts loved it. Oh,
3: <laughs> Eddie wanted it. He wanted that ball so bad. He just <laughs> rode it home
2: and then tackled him to the ground. Oh yeah.
3: Um, do you know what's insane is that neither there was one goal kicked. Technically, technically, in the actual timed period of the fourth quarter, neither team kicked a goal. (laughs) That's great. Dubious
2: free kick, to be honest. But great goal. What a Uh, goal. Yeah.
3: Better than Robbie Gray's goal. Huge goal. But here's the thing. Like, yes, it's a dubious free kick. He still had to fucking kick it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't an easy kick.
3: Oh, God, no. It wasn't directly in front. He had to throw a chair and yell at a cameraman. It was all happening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, there's footage of someone filmed the kick from t- behind him on their phone, and like, there's not a lot of space between those goalposts to aim at.
3: It's mad. It, look, you know, you know, it's a good kick when one of the best kicks you'll see, absolutely. And you know, it's a good kick when like purple blooded Narrowly Meadows can concede that the kick was good. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's a good sport. She is. She may be my favourite person in footy.
1: Yeah, that's big.
3: And I like a lot of people, including the Wins. Mm.
2: (laughs) Different class of people there, I think. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah.
1: Next game Adelaide got dismantled by Western Bulldogs. Nothing to say there except Adelaide still have not won a game. Norton Uh, kicks six. They're not going to. Against Adelaide, though. Just
2: Norton kicks six. Also, I think the Bont was listening to me last week having a dig at him because he had a pretty big game. Admittedly, though, against Adelaide, he had a massive game.
3: Just just quickly, boys, uh, this, is, this is part of it. So next week, Adelaide play Geelong. The week after yep. that, they have a week off. Then they play Hawthorne, which is probably their only real, real chance. Then they've mm. got the Giants, who will be not that bad for that long. Then they've got Carlton, and then Richmond to round out the season. Hawthorne is probably the gettable one.
1: Oh, Hawthorne and Carlton. No, I don't think cool.
3: they'll get Carlton.
1: No, I reckon Carlton are a team that, um, because they're a young-ish side, they could shit their pants. That is are correct? you telling me
3: Eddie Betts wants to lose to his old side that he absolutely fucking hates?
1: That's also true. He might kick seven. Yeah, he's back <laughs> in his pocket. Is it in Adelaide?
3: Uh, oh, no, it's at Metricon. Apologies. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, hang on. Yeah, Hawks. Hawks will yeah. be a home game, I reckon. They'll all get behind it. Yeah, well, the Hawks, is it's a hawk. It's a Hawthorne home game at the Adelaide Oval.
1: Yeah. Really, what it's going to come down to is, is Clarko going to make a point? Because people are going to expect that this is the only game that Adelaide will win for the year? Or does Adelaide want the win more than Clarko doesn't want to get embarrassed?
3: It's hard to say.
1: Yeah. Could go either way. Next game, Essendon lost to St. Kilda. Wasn't good to watch. But, Sean. Joel. I recently acquired an exercise bike, <laughs> and let me tell you, <laughs> the Sean Carney bike riding whilst watching the footy method is incredible. <laughs> One of the only highlights in the first half, for accident, was Tipper broke broke through a pack and then just like burnt a couple of defenders and kicked a goal. I reckon I hit top speeds of close to ninety kilometers an hour on a bike. Ooh. I was I was there with him. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Realistically I think I think I was pushing a high thirties, but I was right there with him. You were riding
2: just, circles around him.
1: Uh, I was like riding next to him, give him a pat on the back, being like, Tipper, you've got this. Just whispering in his ear. <laughs> um,
2: I also <laughs> jumped on the bike to support the bombers and you Joel in this game. And um yep. that tipper break and the run into the goal. I think I also <laughs> hit my top
3: speed as well. It was bloody big. <laughs> it was big. It was so I, I need car. to get an exercise bike, boys. This is this is how you get fit in lockdown. Oh, mate. Tom. I can't yes. swim because my pool's been closed for fucking ages. This is what I have to do get on the bike, mate.
1: I had to have a shower at half time.
2: No, I, I rode through half time, I think.
1: Fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had a shower at half time. I was just so sweaty. Felt good, though. Refreshing. I need to
3: ride a bike while watching the footy and watching horror movies. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, during horror. That's interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Save that for uh, Scaredy Boys, up. Tom, our other podcast on this network.
3: <laughs> yeah, <Our> episode's <laughs> out every
2: Friday.
1: Um, yeah, not a lot of good signs for Essendon out of this, except for the fact that when we looked dead in the water, we didn't just, like, lie down, I guess. we kicked. There was one point where we kicked three or four goals in a row. So, look, St Kilda are a good side. Losing to them isn't, like, look, it's not good, but it's also not the biggest alarm bell in the world. And like I said, it was good to see that Essendon did string a couple of goals together. It's not like we just copped it the whole game. Yeah, And Saad kicked a monster goal again. That was good. Which is something that seems to only happen when we're losing, but yep. I'll take it. <laughs> it's
2: because Wooster gets on the phone and goes, have a crack, son. We've learned this about Saad. That boy rides a bike,
1: for sure. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. O- also, um, another thing that's very unsurprising when you look at Saad, uh, he likes to relax by playing FIFA and is apparently an absolute fucking gun at it.
2: I bet he kicks him from fucking, what do you call it in soccer? Behind halfway? I don't know. The center circle, whatever. (laughs) Dumb sport. Yeah, 50. (laughs) (laughs) From 55. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Middle. Ronaldo from 55.
1: (laughs) I also found out that Saad is um, like... From like relatively local to me, so when lockdown's over, I'm going to be out for a run every single day, just hoping that I see him. I-, I don't know if he still lives around this area now, but I know that he used to play for a football club that's near my house. So he'll be the look. guy in workout
2: um? clothes doing a run, but holding a briefcase.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he'll be wearing a full Adidas tracksuit and a tie. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> so Joel, the bike, uh, will you do it again?
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Good method. Let's get a bike sponsorship on this show.
1: Yeah, we should to get get Tom a bike. Yeah, <laughs> give us three. <laughs> yeah,
2: we'll take new ones as well because we're going to wear them out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, if any exercise bike company is looking for a sponsorship, uh, our legs are going to be fucking enormous. We're going to be thin and just have the fucking biggest legs in the world. <laughs> Big game. No socks will fit us.
3: No, Dangerfield will be will be like man. There's some big calves. We'll be able to go to a, we'll be able to go to like a
2: footy oval and spread out across the whole ground and hit each other up with three kicks. <laughs> Think about that.
1: Oh, fuck.
2: One in each goal square and one in the in the centre circle.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just chest marks the whole time. Yeah, we <laughs> won't have to run. They'll just be banged straight into us. <laughs>
3: Just fifty meter darts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, one thing with the bike cycling though is it doesn't work super well when your team does things that are like incredibly frustrating. Because I did find myself like occasionally when like a stupid intercept mark, I would stop pedaling for a moment just to be like ah, or not like anger, but just like a sigh, just like, <sighs> and then I'd remember what I was doing and then just. I'd feel better the moment I started cycling again, See, but I needed I, to- uh, I pedaled needed-
2: faster. I tend to pedal fast when there's a dumb mm-hmm. thing and when there's a very quick, exciting thing. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's just like a brief moment of like disappointment where my pedaling slows and then it's much faster. Yeah. Yeah.
2: To make up for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. i got to catch yeah. up. Um, I didn't quite hit 25Ks in the first half. I think I did 21 or 22, but still mm-hmm. felt good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will be doing that again in the future. Love it. Next game of the round, uh, West Coast did a number on Hawthorne.
2: Yeah, Hawthorne suck. That's That's Sicily's done his ACL.
3: Sucks for him. That's it for next season too for him, probably. Well, yeah, because that means he's, what, till August next year? Fuck. That's fucking big for, for them. Yeah. He's been just about their best, most consistent player all year. He was sort of in
2: line to be the next captain too, so... That's pretty fucked. (sighs) Man.
3: That's fucked. Oh, well. Time to go, Clarko. Uh, All right. There's a game happening now as well while we are recording this. Uh, Gold Coast are winning. Good on them. Mm,
1: Eight points. Richmond will win.
3: Um, But next week is the really important stuff. Uh, So let's kick that off. Who are we going?
1: So Festival of Footy is over. So the next game is Friday night. Carlton take on Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Carlton. If Gold Coast win tonight, I'm going to tip Gold Coast. But they won't. If uh, they lose, no, they won't.
3: Believe, boys. I reckon Carlton
1: will be feud by that huge, huge, huge game that they just won. They'll be supercharged. Come out swinging. Yeah. So Carlton. Uh, Then Doggies take on Melbourne. Depends which Bulldogs
3: show up. Melbourne. Uh, also depends I'm going which Melbourne dogs. show up. I'm going dogs. Melbourne. Fuck, this game is cooked.
1: Port take on Hawthorne. Uh, Port, Port by about 15 goals, I reckon. Port. Yeah, they'll be
3: really... Charlie will kick all 15 of them because he'll be so fucking
1: angry he didn't get one last week. <laughs> Essendon take on Richmond. Essendon. <sighs> Richmond. Now you know what, Joel? Joel es- Essendon Fuck Essendon yeah. is going to
2: cost you the tipping.
1: Yes. It already has. Oh, I mean, no, they're not because they're going to win. Mm. Okay. Uh, th- then we've got Fremantle take on Sydney.
3: I think Sydney will be cooked from the big game they had to play against the Giants where they went hard, and I think Freo will be dirty as. Freo. So
1: Freo. Although I think I tip Sydney. I've already put my tips in. Can't remember what I did, though. Then we've got Adelaide take on Geelong. Fuck. Adelaide's <laughs> first win of the year.
3: I am <laughs> so fucking worried about this game. You don't understand how anxious I am about this fucking game. Geelong.
1: Tom. I beat Adelaide by, like, three points. I know exactly how you feel.
3: We've just, we're flying. Everyone's talking us up. You watch. You watch. Geelong. Hawkins three goals. will
1: kick two goals, six, and everyone will be really scared because he'll kick, like, zero goals, three in the first half, and it'll be scary, but then he'll turn it on a bit. You'll beat Adelaide. They won't be able to keep up for four quarters. I reckon they will give you a scare, though. Yeah.
3: Geelong. Geelong.
1: Brisbane take on Saints. Fuck, Dangerous.
2: Brisbane. Brisbane have to play well.
3: Brisbane will win. Nah. Chris Fagan will be like, none of that shit that you served up. Let's go again. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And then West Coast take on Giants. West Coast. West Coast. West Coast. And then Collingwood take on North Melbourne. Boys. Collingwood. Collingwood.
0: North Melbourne. Ready to pop the question?
3: Well, uh, okay, whatever. Don't believe in me. Um, Joel. You've given us no reason to. Have we got any
1: emails? (laughs) Tom, we have. Uh, We got a lot. I'm just going to go through the greatest hits of emails. We spoke about accident for probably too long at the start of this, so the episode's running long. So I'm just going to pick out cream of the crop of the emails. Uh, Thank you to everyone who did email in, though. First email. And this one's from Ollie. Boys long time listener from London who has moved to New Zealand at the end of 2019 was thrilled for the first time in my life to not have to wake up at the crack of dawn for the footy and finally be in a similar time zone. Unfortunately, due to the Aussies I lived with for years back home, I ended up going for the crows. So imagine my surprise when my first year regularly watching the games at normal times turns into such a fucking mess. Think about this. It's been more than 12 months since I've been eligible for a roast per the rulings of footy professors. That's a long roast. Yeah, draft. fucking hell. Ollie. Do you remember what a roast potato tastes like? Fuck.
2: I forgot to mention that I fired up a roast after Brisbane Mum by Point.
1: Fuck. That's good. Yeah. How'd it taste?
2: Pretty good. Roast potatoes. Got it. Got it cooking. <laughs> Delicious.
1: Oh. Yeah, just absolutely fucking rubbing it in Ollie's face, right? Yeah, now. I'm really
2: sorry. I didn't mean to do that, Ollie. I just it came to my head. Tasted good though, mate.
1: Ollie, uh, I've had to cut this out, but Sean said suck shit. I love my roast. Enjoy having your toast.
2: (laughs) Enjoy your toast, cunt.
1: (laughs) So now Auckland is back in lockdown for a few weeks. My best bet for enjoying the Festival of Footy is the secondhand enjoyment of Brisbane Geelong or resident doing well for you guys. Anyway, I hoped you'd forgive my barricade for Adelaide due to a very recent small intervention on the war on Collingwood. In a lockdown Zoom call with my dad, I discovered out of nowhere that he used to watch the AFL growing up. He said I wasn't even interested in getting back into it. Seemed like an ideal bonding opportunity. So I asked what team he used to go for. Oh, no. He said that there were two he followed way back when and asked for my opinions on who to pick. The two teams were Essendon and Collingwood. Disgusting. I needed to fix this. So I passed on every unofficial footy history story that I've heard from you guys over the years. (laughs) Thankfully, he quickly committed to picking Essendon. So I'll be sending a bomber's beanie to my newly educated dad's big, bald head. Uh, (laughs) Oh, how good. They're the heads that beanies suit most. It's
2: what they're made for.
1: (laughs) I flagged this moment just to show how vigilant we all have to be on the war on Collingwood. Some unassuming Brit who you've known for years could be a 50-50 moment away from becoming another foot soldier... In the Collingwood Army. Next thing you know, the whole thing snowballs beyond our control. Anyway, keep up the stellar work. Ollie.
2: It's good work, mate. That's very good work. Good on you, mate.
1: P.S. Is there much crossover from New Zealand to AFL? I saw that they've tried two live games played out here, but I wondered if there were many famous New Zealand-born AFL players.
2: Uh, Shane Savage Um, is the only one I can think of, and he's at St Kilda and probably not in the best 22
3: at the moment. And there's Martin, whose dad is a Kiwi but he's not a great ambassador for the sport over there.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, you will get a bit of AFL out there. I mean, it depends on what's going to happen in the next year with lockdowns and stuff like that. But hey, New Zealand is definitely closer to Australia than London. So you're definitely going to be close to the footy action. That we can promise. That's just a scientific fact. Yeah. And um, yeah, let us know how your dad likes his beanie. I reckon it'll look good on that big, bald head of his. <laughs> Next email is from Ryan. Subject, shout out to fringe players. Howdy, champs. Just thought we should take a second to shout out all our favorite fr- fringe players. They might not win brown lows, but they play their bloody heart out. After my partner and I recently introduced our first son to the world, naming him after one of the best fringe players in the league, the magnificent Levi Casbolt. I oh. thought I'd ask you for your all-time favorite Fringe players. Keep up the good work. God knows, 2020 needs more laughs, Ryan. So, Ryan, fucking hell! First of all, big to name your child after Levi Casbolt. Uh, reach out to him. I reckon he'd be fucking stoked to hear that. I too. fucking
3: love that. Congratulations, mate.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, awesome. I like to imagine that um, the child's first name is Levi and middle name is Casbolt. I tell you what. <laughs> Little Levi,
2: he's going to be kicking him from 55 any day now.
1: Oh, fuck. Get him on a bike as quick as you can. <laughs> uh, here at Huggins Footy, almost every player we talk up, minus maybe like a Tom Hawkins and a Dangerfield and a Gaz, they're almost all fringe players.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. My my favourite Geelong player is Mark O'Connor. <laughs>
1: The 2019 season of Haggard's Footy was basically dedicated to Mitch Brown, a a player that got delisted. Yeah,
3: he's been at three clubs. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, for Um, Brisbane, Ryan Lester comes in, plays his role. I mean, Sean, in terms of popularity, when I say fringe players, McStay is probably a big one for the Lions. Like he doesn't get the plaudits that the rest of the forward line gets. And you love no, him.
2: No, and he hasn't really had like a breakout game.
3: So, he doesn't really have probably
2: the respect of the competition, but he plays his role every week and I love him.
1: Yeah, I think if we all had to pick our favourite fr- fringe player, Mitch Brown's mine for sure. Rest in peace.
2: Yeah. You beautiful man. Oh. He's, in- he's in mum heaven now.
1: <laughs> Next email. And this one has just snuck in. Cheeky. And this is from friend of the show, Jason. Uh, subject, has this made the recording cut off? <laughs> I've got a lot of love. <laughs> Jason, you made the cutoff by 13 minutes. This is red hot. I've got a lot of love to share, boys. I've been thinking about this email since 10pm on Saturday night. Firstly, I want to say how much I love Fox Footy's Pressure Gauge. I miss it incredibly when it's a Channel 7 game. <laughs> I also love Dwayne and his specific South Australian references. I love <laughs> Jason Dunstall and his favorite uncle, Energy. <laughs> I wanted to write a big, long, articulate email about the Carlton vs. Frio game, but I still don't have the words. I was unsure about Noons and his performance so far this year. Now he's earned his wage. Love him. <laughs> Our first win after the siren in 33 years. Love, love it, it. And out. these little milestones we keep hitting with each win. That's a fucking huge stat. Oh, yeah. did, you, Jason.
3: Uh, did you see that list I, I sent you guys? Of um, Wins After the Siren. That is insane that they haven't won one for 33 years. Uh, Fun fact, Geelong have won nine. So we are big, dirty thieves, and I love it.
1: (laughs) Essendon's probably lost about 30 after the Siren, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jason goes on to say the way that he threw the- The way he threw the chair out of the way and told the photographer to get fucked, I loved it. (laughs) The way Crips held Fisher, two Western Australian boys, their love, true love. The way I had literal tears in my eyes. An amazing outpouring of emotions after a shit fortnight. Both personally and football, as did my port-loving girlfriend. Hearing the F word from Crips and Teagues, finals is on the radar. Oh, fuck. Anyway, I gotta get back to work. Gotta start saving to afford the hotel stay for 14 days quarantine in Brisbane or oh. Adelaide or Perth, plus flights in line for the grand final. Whoa, <laughs> that's hell, big. Man. That is big. Um- uh, speaking of big, Tom, one last bombshell in this email from Jason. <clears throat> yes. Also, boys, I'm working on a Dennis Cometty and <laughs> Bruce McAvaney themed musical. <laughs> Can't wait to show you all once I get my nights back after the multiple <laughs> 2020 footy frenzies. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Jason. Cheers. That
3: Christ. is there's a lot going on in that email. Uh can we just touch on one quick one quick thing? Jason Dunstall. Yeah, he's a course. fucking one of the best special comments analysts going on footy. He's great.
2: Yep. He is. Up. He like and they'll enormous. talk
3: just has insight. It understands the game, doesn't bemoan the fact that teams aren't just bombing it long down the middle and like a certain other premiership uh, forward who is, you know, <laughs> the other benefit about D- Jason Dunstall is he's never sexually assaulted anyone. So that's fucking good too.
1: Yeah. Fuck Wayne Carey. It hasn't been said this episode, but again, uh, hope he dies.
3: Fuck Wayne Carey.
1: The only real tragedy of Wayne Carey dying will be that I don't think in stage four lockdowns that I can feasibly be the person who kills him.
3: Well, what no, you card. can. You just will get fined.
1: I'll get fined. I'll cop the sixteen hundred dollar fine and life uh, prison to, sentence. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, should we split it? <laughs> yeah, the prison sentence, ten years each, and uh, <laughs> let's split a Carey. <laughs> yeah, fuck Wayne Carey so much. They right. got to
2: exercise bikes in jail, don't they? We'll be fine. <laughs> It's like oh. a bike's and TV. <laughs> We're good.
1: And Wayne, if you want to prevent that from happening, that's fine. Just go to jail where you should be and you're safe in there. <laughs> uh, and finally, and this is a big email, uh, big in content, not in words. This is from Simon Wood. Uh, subject, how good's footy? Fun coincidence. G'day guys, my name is Simon Wood. Hope you're all well. Just wanted to get in touch as I found your podcast online when googling the EP I just released of the same name. No line better encapsulates how good it is. I guess that's why I wrote a song about it. Thought you might be interested. You can check it out via Bandcamp. All the best and go dogs, Simmo. So, Simon Wood has released an EP called How Good's Footy and then reached out to the show about it. So, I think we should all suss it out. I'm also going to. And uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I have. It's very good.
3: Fuck. <laughs>
2: That's yeah, incredible. It's, right. it's fucking um
1: right.
3: Yeah. Do we need to get a new theme song, Dusha?
1: We'll be in touch. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um. If you <laughs> and if you have written a song about the show and also want to share your uh, musical inspirations or just let us know what you would do to Wayne Carey if you found him, um, you can send them to us at <laughs> howgoodsfooty at, uh, how at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at HowGoodsFooty or individually, I'm at Orkatreed.
1: No, I'm at Psychic of Dowie. And I'm at douche thirteen. Boys. Footy. Yes. Could be better. Could be worse. But that's just that's just how it is. That's just how the game has to be sometimes. Boys, yes, Joel.
3: The windows are open. The views
1: looking good.
2: <laughs> so the view from jail. Fuck you, Wayne Carey. Massive cunt. <laughs>